0: Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Networks solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 ot specific threat signatures now that's best in class security delivered learn more about palo alto networks zero trust ot security solutions and how you can achieve 351 percent roi over five years learn more about the palo alto network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com that's paloaltonetworks.com
1: Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting edge, industry focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go.
0: Hey there, and welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for joining a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world because you're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you innovate. You collaborate, you solve problems, and therefore you are changing the world as we speak. Thank you very much for what you do. We have a great conversation. It is Digital Twin in Action. It is how the Netherlands is using Digital Twin and collecting that data in a way that they can make the experience as a whole much better for all of the wonderful writers of that service. So that's on. And I mean we just barely scratched the surface. We're gonna be doing a, a webcast on that so that you understand a little bit more. Get dive a little deeper. So let's get cracking. Yeah I turned this one around quickly. It was such a great conversation. It was so interesting uh, how they are using and collecting data, really doing it in such a way that it's it's real time it's insightful, and they have some challenges, but they're they they've overcome it. It's just it's it's a wonderful story and, and exciting. So that's why we're going to be doing a webcast too, just because we need to dive deeper. Podcasts are fine, but you can't really dive deep into it. So, but anyway, this is still this is meaty with a lot of great little tidbits. So uh, make sure that you have paper and pencil and uh, uh, take some notes because it's pretty cool. All right, now. A business note. Uh, You need to amplify your voice. I'll just get it out there. You need to amplify your voice. And Industrial Talk is here for you. You just go out to industrialtalk.com. It's easy. And then you see the button. And then in that button, you click, yeah, let's collaborate. Let's talk. Let's do whatever so that we can have you and I or your company and I or whatever it might be to have a conversation about how we can amplify your voice, expand your network, and create more opportunities for your organization. How about that? It's all there at Industrial Talk. It's easy, easy, navigable. You know, is, is navigable, yeah, navigable. That's a word, right? I, didn't, I just didn't pull that one out. But anyway, it, it's there, and you do. We need to increase your your, your, your reach, expand, get into new markets, globally. Fortunately, Industrial Talk is in a position to do that. We we've invested a lot of time, energy, and effort to be able to do that to make sure that industry as a whole is well represented. And you need to be well represented. It's it's all out there. Go out to industrialtalk.com and uh let's let's come let's just have a conversation. It's easy peasy. All right. On to the conversation that we have now. Again this is this is a, a a relationship between the rail system, the companies that is out there in Netherlands, and an organization that. Uh, Helps provide the ability, the platform, the the insights into the data that is needed, and it's just great on how they decided that they wanted to go down this road and be able to do this for their assets and and their business in general, and to be able to have that insight to to truly improve uh, the experience of the riders. It's it's a it's a really great story, and again. Be on the lookout for the webcast just because it's a it's it's got it. There's a lot more. I love the digital twin in action, and it's in action and it is moving and it's doing stuff in the Netherlands. So let's get on with the conversation. Enjoy it. All right, gents. Welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for finding time in your schedule hmm. to be on Industrial Talk. How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm very well, thanks.
0: Very well, Okay. Robert, good doing well?
2: Great, yes, thanks. All
0: right, very good, man. All right, for the listeners out there, let's get right into it. Give us a little background, Robert, on why you're such an incredible professional, and then we'll go to
2: Remco. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, well, I'm Robert van Amerongen. I work uh, with Emmy's Conclusion, that's a Dutch IT company, and we specialize in real-time data processing, specifically for industrial solutions, and more specifically uh, on the rail, uh, railway and rail uh, solutions. We've uh, been working here for 17 years. So that might be a very interesting uh, job uh, to be here for so long and I'm constantly busy with uh, involved in innovative digital projects uh, within our company. When you say digital projects, would
0: give us an idea of what, what digital projects you're talking um,
2: about. The, everything where decision-making is, needs to be uh, done um, almost real-time based on ac- accurate uh, uh, real-time data. Uh, that means in uh, energy management, in uh, management of, of large buildings, like railway stations, and uh, airway uh, uh, terminals, um, and also uh, uh, based on, on uh, feed industry. Uh, so so everything where data is derived from a process, decisions are being made, and then the decisions are being fe- fed back towards the, the operational systems.
0: Are you specifically saying that uh, it's uh, data around facilities, like like rail facilities airport terminals, or do you get into the actual assets themselves <clears throat> in the case of uh, of um, rail? Are you putting devices, reading the data, looking at it from a real time, sort of slice yeah. that up?
2: Yeah, and in, in, uh, most of the assets which we connect to are already digital or have some, some form of software in terms of PLC or SCADA systems on top of it. So we connect to those systems and make this data data available in a centralized system so you can run some logic on top of it and combine it. And perhaps we will get later on in in some examples where you talk about the digital twin. Combine this data, make decisions, and then also operate via actuators, actually steer these devices again um, to run faster or slower in a different different mode.
0: So Amos' conclusion is... I'm taking existing infrastructure, data collecting devices, like you said, SCADA, uh, PLCs, and so on, and being able to pull that in and then being able to put it into uh, your platform to be able to draw conclusions and see, you know, or or derive insights into that.
2: Correct. We actually bring the physical data, which is uh, spread across our whole country. Yeah. To a centralized place where the people are, are, the experts who are working in offices can make uh, analytics on on do analytics on top of it, make decisions, and then actually yeah. program these decisions and these logic uh, in the system, and then uh, derive the conclusions back, drive the conclusions back to the actual systems again, the actual assets again.
0: Okay, I got the picture. All right, All right. Remco, bring it. Give us yes. background. Well, That's a I'm hard a, act to follow, by the way. Just FYI, thanks <laughs> uh, to be you. I live in
1: Amsterdam, in the Netherlands, where, where you told us you already uh, lived for some while. Well, I work for the Dutch Railways, uh, but I work uh, the specific area I work for the real estate department, and uh, we have like formed the forty stations. I have several roles, uh, but one of them is product owner for a team that's uh, concerned with uh, Internet of Things uh, solutions and uh, the other. And there's a part where I'm um, involved in the drone organization of the Dutch Railways, where we, because we also oh. use a lot of drones to uh, harvest information, uh, oh. in which we can make 3D models, such as we did for uh, Utrecht Central, as you know. Um, oh. What can I else can I say? I'm 54 years old, and uh, well,
0: with a, with a flowing man. head of hair—that's what I see. Of course, I don't, so that's that's what it is. Just it is. let me ask you this, real quick, from uh, from the Dutch railway perspective, this whole uh, digital transformation of your assets, your facilities, whatever it might be—take us through sort of that thought process of. Where you were prior to all of this, and why this is such an <laughs> important component to your strategic, you know, business.
1: Well, um, it started off like a simple idea. Like, um, um, it's, uh, we bought this thing once, and this was the first drone we 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 got.
0: That's a drone. And
1: yeah. Well. Okay. It's, if you oh it's a very it's small one but it's, matter, one. Man, it's cool I, I i pitched the idea of okay uh, why are we still using letters and uh, why don't we buy drones and then well i i showed them this and i said well let's and they said well give it a go and we bought drones and when we bought drone uh, we also saw the possibility to create 3d models from uh, our assets uh, with the software that was involved uh, in these drones and pretty soon uh, we, we came up with the idea, like, okay, if we have a 3D model of uh, our assets and we could also connect it to real-time data, um, it this could be very useful because we have like people who have to manage more than 10 stations, but they cannot be at the same place uh, in one time. And that's where... where I thought, well, let's start very easy and small with a very tiny station somewhere oh. and with, with one elevator and where my uh, partner and colleague, uh, Jean Keultjes, um, um said, no, we take the biggest station we have and uh, we're, we're going to make that uh, 3D and we're going to put uh, sensors in it and we're going to fix the real first 3D digital twin of a train station. And uh, well, that's what happens. And the, so we didn't have a business case in the beginning. We just wanted to prove we could do it. And because we had no idea of the value yet.
0: Yeah, because, he, but you try, boy, talk about taking a big bite. Where, which one is your largest train station?
1: Utrecht Centraal. We have like two million passengers, and that's big for Holland. Eh? <laughs> every day going there, so two,
0: two million
1: every day. Yeah, so passengers. Yeah, It's so oh. really a big a big hub for uh, wow. for the Netherlands. So. Okay,
0: I have to pull on that uh, because we're going to be talking about digital twin. I got it. I got it. And what did did it surpass? I mean, you just started using drones. You started taking the Pulling information off of a 3D type of environment, uh, digital twin it right. Did, take us through the process of of just saying we did it. How long did it take? I'm I'm, I'm just swirling with questions. How long did it take? Because that
1: doesn't happen overnight. No, no. Well, um, first we started like okay. Uh, we you need to. Um, harvest the data from the inside and the outside. So uh, you have f- several techniques to create the 3D model. So let me first take you to the 3D model, if it's okay with you. Yes, please roll with it, baby. Okay. Um, um, we we hired a uh, drone that was um, um, uh, fi- equ- equipped with a uh, camera and uh, we had it flew over Utrecht and... Um, made uh, pictures uh, which could later be used to uh, use the technology called photogrammetry and which you can make a, a 3D uh, outside of an of a building. Um, then for the inside, uh, you cannot fly with a drone. Um, we used LiDAR, which is a technology like sonar. Uh, yeah. you, you send the pulse, it gets back, you have X, I, Z. And then that connected to a a geometry, uh, geo-reference. You can make, from a point cloud, you can make a 3D model. And then we had the challenge to uh, put these outside and the inside on each other. So, because we have the outside, of course, uh, where, what's what the passengers see. But on the inside, we had the elevators, the escalators, the stairs, the whatever the shops. And well, I think we, in total, we spent, and it's not like nonstop, but uh, the, the it took about three months from uh, out any, uh, uh, how you call it, delays. Um, the processing of the model took a lot of times uh, because it was like 20 billion dots which had to come together as a, a point cloud, and then you have to decimate it because what, because it's so big. You have to scale it down till it's uh, visible enough, but small in size. And then we have the 3D model. Then uh, what's the next step was, uh, we have the escalators and the elevators because that was for us a very, well, they were already there and they were already equipped with sensors. Uh, how can we get the data from these devices towards our uh, 3D model? And, and then with the help of uh, the team of uh, Amis, uh, we, we, we created a IoT uh, environment with a event hub, etc., where we um, had these, uh, well, maybe Robrecht Robrecht can uh, explain a bit more about it, but okay, uh, the data comes in with the, the status of the elevator or escalator, Combined with a status, combined with a location, and because we had the location, we could point it on the 3D map, and that's where where our yeah our in our uh, opinion, digital twin was uh, accomplished.
0: Uh, okay, so with that said, uh, Robert, I, I want to sort of for the listeners out there, let's let's sort of level set around a 3D model versus a digital twin. What T- give us no. give us sort of a, a you know we talked about 3d going into digital twin mm-hmm. talk to us about that
2: now uh, there's, there's a lot of different uh definitions of digital twin yes. um and uh, and it's sometimes the infused from marketing perspective or commercial perspective or very technical perspective um in um um th- this case uh, there is a, a physical model of a building or a machine in this case of a, a building where you uh, 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 Actually plot the actual location of of assets who are creating data. Does that still um, immutable or, or uh, uh, At least fixed for a couple of months until you replace a, a wall or, or, or Put an escalator somewhere else or put your light somewhere else and then you uh, the trick for a digital twin is that it's being fed by real-time data or near real-time data. In this case, it was sufficient to send data every 15 minutes. That was sufficient to, to assess the status of the, the station. We also have digital twins where the data is being uh, sent into the model every second. But that's more in energy energy management and energy systems. Um, so the combination of the location the the structure of the building the the physical attributes of the building that's being simulated in the in the model and the actual data you can see what is happening uh, in this building in real time in your office so in this case the 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 station manager was actually the the concierge of the station to 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 who uh, is responsible for everything within the station, and it's such a big building, he can be everywhere at the same time. So we put some alerts in this model to to show, well, um, are there specific locations where um, the surface of of electrical equipment or other assets are below normal? uh, So that that they don't reach their service level. And sometimes it's um, uh, acceptable. So when you have two escalators and one is um, uh, not working, you also always have the other one. And um, but when there's uh, two escalators uh, broken, then that's that's a high priority uh, incident. So you have to act on on, on the, that one immediately. That's being shown in the model itself. And having this 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 data, you can also combine it with other data like energy usage, with the passenger flow, and then uh, create um, models to optimize for, for example, sustainability or um, um, uh, passenger quality, uh, so experience in the, in the station, a high valued experience, uh, or optimized for, for uh, retail revenue. So when you have a very busy platform, it might be very interesting to open uh, another place where you can buy extra coffee.
1: And especially this elevator escalator uh, uh, problematic, uh, well, problematic, uh, if, if you are, uh, have a disability, and you you arrive at a platform where both the escalator and the elevator is broken. Well, that well that's not good.
0: <laughs> it's something you don't want. You don't want that. It's not good. Yeah. It, sadly, but let me ask you this, Remco. When 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 we've got this this vision this this vision of your mm. assets pulling data on a real time basis. Did it help you to perform the maintenance that is necessary, the degradation of those assets in a way that you can proactively minimize the outage of maybe that escalator or that uh, uh, elevator, compress that time. They're going to, there's going to be events throughout, you know, the year or whatever, but did it help give that clarity into those assets to do that?
1: Well, well, it did, but the, the power of it more lies in the um, uh, visibility of like, if you have a platform where both like platform 12, where both the escalator and the elevator are broken, this does something to the urgency of fixing that problem. Because that means there is no other way for passengers who have a disability to get where they want to go. Uh, That, that gave the, 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 Station manager, the opportunity to to proactively chase that um, uh, case, like okay, listen, uh, I know the priority normally for escalator is priority two, whatever, but now I see that I have the escalator and the elevator on the same platform being broken. Yeah, that it, it it makes it a higher level, and that that visibility, yeah, so that that you see it in the context of that environment um made it very valuable. So, the only thing it, it, it did was it, it, it raised the priority, more or less.
2: Go
0: ahead,
1: Robert. And there, there's
2: also an, an added complexity, in uh, especially in, uh, in the kind of organizations like Dutch Railway. Uh, the uh, ownership and the responsibility of, of assets is... Uh, kind of complicated depending on what location you are sometimes there there are two major companies uh, one which runs the trains that's where Remco is is working is also responsible for the real estate the rails of the train station there's another company called ProRail is responsible for the actual tracks Um, and sometimes uh, assets are owned by the track company sometimes uh, uh, assets are owned by the rail company and sometimes uh, assets are owned by the, the local municipality, uh, so sort of the local city. So uh, when you have spread this ownership you also have probably a different kind of, of system, so you have to connect to all kinds of different OEMs and it's it's kind of difficult, it's quite difficult to get a uh, clear insight in the total status of a complicated station like Utrecht Central where you have to combine all this data in one platform. So and uh, before we made this digital 3D uh, digital twin model, uh, people had to view four or five different systems, perhaps even more, just to check what the status of the, the station is. And then you still have to, to consider that the data you're looking at is has a, a different time frequency. Sometimes data is being refreshed every month, sometimes every day, sometimes every hour. And now it's all being harmonized and, and centralized. So you can see, well, this is broken now. It's on the same platform. The two different OEMs, and now I have to talk to these two OEMs to uh, make sure that they are fixed. Yeah. See, how do you,
0: in, in with with all the responsibility and ownership uh, <clears throat> challenges, how do you train? How do you educate on? You know, let's say I, I'm just I own this section of track, whatever it might be, and you come in and you say. Hey, we're going to give you greater visibility into the health of that asset because we're going to be pulling data, and it's going to be real time or every ten minutes or whatever the parameters are in. And and I have to, I have to learn how how to how Remco how did how did you you deal with the the education component and saying this is important for you and it has value for you, therefore you need to take this serious or whatever it might be, but. how take us through that I, I
1: well it's not a nice story because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when we first started with the idea of the digital twin uh our business said well oh there you have the it guys and they're always oh. playing and uh yeah we what does the what does what what value does it have etc and um i always make the joke uh, to my uh, colleagues who are with the maintenance department. Yeah, well, you you, you still like to work with the pencil, but uh, we, 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 we uh, have to move on. And uh, so um, in the beginning, uh, without people knowing what digital twin could mean for them, there was always, always already some resistance. Uh, especially when we uh, got the award in Barcelona, uh, yeah. it got worse.
0: that's so funny i i i it's you know every time and this is just from from my experience uh and all the conversations i have with innovative uh organizations and companies like yours and and others uh it always gets down to the human equation i don't care and it's global right it doesn't you know one segment of the country and the world—it's always—it's—it's it's global, and it's always people, and it's always that um, that ability to succeed or fail, or challenge. It's always gets down to the the people. But where are we at today? I mean, from 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 bringing it in and, and using it, give us that maturity component.
2: I can, can shed a little bit light on, on that. The, 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 it, it actually depends, as you said, on the, the type of people you have in your organization. And um, I think every person in every organization is, is adding value to this organization uh, and that they wor- need to work together to make it really make it happen. So probably in every organization, you have some so several people like me and Remco who are running a little bit ahead of the troops, creating new ideas and, and, and doing stuff which isn't really... Uh, existing already, uh, showing that it can be done. And in this, this case, the, the, we just made the digital twin model of the station. Just show them that oh, this is what you can do, and this is what is additional value. And now the next step uh, is make it uh, make it so that it that it's being reliable, trustworthy, and that you can uh, rely on this model every day and every second that you need to make decisions. And that that it's a proof concept. And that's that's actually where we, where it's our specialization is to. Uh, accelerate and and execute on innovative ideas and to expand them to real productive systems with a large scale, a scale with large scale and large number of assets so it's not a, a proof of concept or a pilot it's a, a really productive system which is able to be the basis and the reliability foundation for for every person in this organization to make decisions upon okay, and well, that step is probably the, that's that's probably that's the the gap between innovation and and actual large-scale production, that's quite difficult and complicated to, to make because then all the complicated stuff uh, uh, which you ignore when you do innovation comes uh, uh, on the table like security, privacy, scalability, reliability, uh, and so on. And, and, um, and that's just as important as being innovative and, and creating cool new ideas. This, this is the... the the cherry which which makes this this really valuable for a yeah
0: see here's the funny thing about uh, your your rail approach and the assets mm-hmm. and and it's the it's not it's not a clear you know it, it's it's um the asset basis extends out and it goes everywhere and it it involves so many different people uh I'll I'll just have to say, what is the real value of going or entering into this digital twin world with your rail assets? Hmm. What's the real value? What am I seeing the bottom line? Better maintenance, better 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 this, better that, financially this.
1: I Can think you explain to us is, on that one? I think we, better maintenance is surely uh, one of the things uh, uh, in response like um, that we can quickly or quicker respond to to the, uh, the, the disturbance we have in the country. And this doesn't have to be in 3D. Eh? This might as well be in 2D. Um, plus, um, you can also uh, make a better assumption on the impact. And um, I think that's also of great value. Uh, because l- like for a... Uh, the train company, our main goal is to uh, make sure our passengers uh, get from A to B be safe. And therefore, uh, these escalators and the elevators are, well, Not it's not our core business, but they are part of our business. And um, therefore, I think they are, well, ha- how much euros can you um, attach to uh, having a passenger uh, getting on the right place? I don't know. Um, but in the end, uh, if people uh, feel they're comfortable by traveling by train, and because all the uh, uh, escalators and elevators are working, uh, I think that, that's beneficial. And those are uh, high think, use
0: assets. I mean, they just are high no. use. They're running all the time. High use assets no. require constant no. monitoring.
2: Um, but the, 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 the business cases in, the, in this area are, that's also a complicated part because the business cases are derived from different departments and different strategic goals of the organization. So uh, the, the rail company is a is a, a publicly owned company. So they have a public service um, uh, to the Netherlands to, to make sure that the, the trains are operational and also that the, the service is high quality. Uh, but they also have committed to uh, the Paris uh, goals of carbon reduction. Um, and... Um, they they need to make their operations efficient enough so they uh, have enough money to invest in new projects and and business continuity. Uh, So whenever you have a platform where you can combine data from all kinds of assets, you can optimize in in all these three areas uh, with probably the same data or a little bit more data adding different kinds of logic. So this model we, we are now building uh, models where we can add uh, energy usage data on top of this this model, and escalators and, and uh, elevators are, are assets with a high uh, uh, energy footprint.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, then you can combine it, for example, with the, the passenger flow and see well, is, is it really necessary to have these assets running when the amount of passengers is very low? Um, um, that could be a saving in, in, in energy, but you can see every as uh, escalator is the same but uh, number three is using two times as much electricity as the rest they're, they are functional the same operations but yeah. probably something is, is wrong and, and at the moment that's, the data is uh, actually monitored but it's monitored by the OEM and they act when there is a uh, degradation of service in the service level agreement but they probably don't act on excess energy uses because they're not responsible for that part yeah, well, that no. still
1: could be an interesting case, eh, because if the power consumption is higher, this could mean that the doors are having to uh, make push more when they open and close. So it could be a predictive indicator uh, whether or not uh, broken or not. But um, you have an early warning system with that. Yeah,
0: no, that's a that's a clear indication that some there's stress going on in that asset that that needs attention, and maybe you yeah. can. Uh, proactively yeah. take the asset out, do the maintenance as necessary, and not run into the situation where you've got an elevator out and an escalator out, and mm-hmm. and then the quality of the the riders' experience is shot because it only takes oh. one time. It only t- that person comes out and it's like, oh, what am I going to have to do? Uh, I, you know, it's just it's
1: no, oh. no. You, I can tell you, we we had unfortunately a few cases this year where passengers are being, uh, well, stranded at the platform and not getting down and we make headlines and that, that oh, are not yeah. the kind of headlines uh, we want to make, so. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree, that's something. So uh, Remco, where do you see, wh- where are you at? Where do you see the, the next step? Where, what, what are you looking forward to as from a strategic perspective with the rail?
1: Well, I want to add more uh, sensors uh, in the area of safety like um, with AI combined with with, uh, audio maybe, because we also had uh, a proof of concept earlier uh, on the gravity uh, problem we have in the Netherlands. Uh, For some reason, people find it very funny to to put gravity on trains and train stations, and it costs us a lot of money to to clean this every time. So uh, we made a sensor uh, which was able to detect this uh, kind of actions. And if I can put that kind of sensors also in my digital model, or uh, like you could say, Utrecht is a big station. If it would respond to a crowd cheering or a gunshot, it, it would make the first responders, uh, it could be helpful for the first for the first responders to indicate where they have to go to be, without them having to run through the entire station. So uh I think that's the area, uh, the area of safety, I think the the biggest uh, 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 challenge, new ideas would come. Very good. Can you add to that, Robert?
2: Yeah, and and, um, um, also some undetected um, uh, slow degradation uh, can be added to this model. So the the other thing is, that's for a little bit, uh, the less, uh, the smaller stations, uh most of them also have a kind of basement or, or the foundation when there's water leakage or when there's high water in the netherlands uh, it sometimes happens that the, the the basements are, are filling with water and, and when you place a sensor in, in that area you don't have to go there every week or every month to check if the basement is filled with water so you can detect it um, prematurely, prematurely. And see if you can stop it before um, uh, electrical wire is being damaged, which is placed in these basements, um, uh, and and the other stuff. And you can see what happens uh, also in the simulation. What happens when you change something in the passenger flow or in the design of the building? You can see well if you move a kind of a, a couple of benches a little bit more to the left, what will happen to the passenger flow? Can, can we still process this this amount of people? And will there be a difference in the um, the stress which is being put on the escalators and, and, and so on. And is there a sufficient lighting uh, to support these people? And all this this is quite sounds quite simple, but it's derived from um, four or five or, or ten different systems. And now you can combine it for simulation in, in one big um, uh, centralized system, which helps to answer questions in terms of uh, sustainability but also investment in, in, in Uh, answers with regards to to, uh, revenue or or, uh, passenger uh, passenger quality.
0: There you go. Hey, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, Remco, how do, if somebody wants to find out more about what's happening,
1: how do they get a hold of you? Well, they could drop me an email, of course. Yeah. So, uh, well... I will set uh, my email, you can put it uh, in the yep. underbar, remco.wonder at ns.nl. Okay. Are you out there on LinkedIn?
0: Of course. Yes. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. I'll have the LinkedIn contact. Robert, what about you? How do they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, you can also check out conclusion.nl and see all our, our other services and, and search for the site on, on the IoT and digital twin solutions. Uh, uh, Of course, you can connect with me on on LinkedIn and send me a message, whatever you have any questions about um, this or or other IoT solutions you want to investigate with me.
0: I love it, man. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface with this conversation. (laughs) Uh, I want more, but, but, you know, we're limited by time. time. You both were just absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for being on Industrial Talk. Well, thanks thanks a lot.
1: uh, nice to meet you again. After Barcelona, and hope we meet you again. All right, no. listeners, we're going
0: to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information for these two gents out on Industrial Talk. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
1: You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network.
0: Yeah, meaty conversation. A lot of, lot of bits and tidbits and all that good stuff in the digital twin in action by the way, in action uh, I, I highly recommend that you reach out to them, we're going to, like, again all out on Industrial Talk, just you know, find them out on LinkedIn and, and begin a conversation of how they can uh, definitely help you in, in your digital transformation journey, your digital twin journey, they're doing it they've, they've been in the trenches so it's a, it's a good thing alright, again follow-up right now your voice needs to be amplified your opportunities need to be expanded you need to increase that network that's what industrial talk is all about for you it is a platform an ecosystem dedicated to you celebrating industrial professionals you again you be bold be brave dare greatly hang out with these two gents change the world we're going to have another great conversation shortly on industrial talk so stay tuned